Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HB Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey. And Ben, what up? What's up, dude? The hoodie bros right now. Yes. I was wearing my PlayStation hoodie earlier today and I took it off and Brandon, now you have yours on. That's right. That's a classic from PlayStation experience. Yes. The first PlayStation experience we ever went to. Yeah. The first that we we missed the very first one, yes. which is sad because. That does suck. It was in Vegas. It was in Vegas. And apparently there was way less people there. And there still weren't many people at the other ones. No. Yeah, yeah, like compared know. to PAX or something. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Man, I would I would love for them to bring PSX Spe- Spe- back. In Vegas. Dude. Bring it to Vegas. That's the thing is that we always hoped that there would be a gaming event in Vegas for us to go to, and it ne- has never happened. Yeah. The but licensing expo is in Vegas, and I was supposed to go in 2020, and obviously that didn't pan out mm. for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Well... Starting, uh, they're they're having E three in Texas next week. That's now. what I heard. <laughs> I heard yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So damn. It's funny. There's. I don't have this in the news, but I guess we can just talk about it. There's this the the confirmed. There will be no E three in person. It's like, well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had seen the yeah. rumors about the digital event anyway, right? But I'm surprised Pax hasn't come out and said. I mean, that's still what June. Yeah, but I mean, it's coming up so quick though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was just January and now it's like, March. First, yeah, it's going to be the first week of March here. So it is the first week of March. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I imagine that they will, they have a drop dead date that, you know, they can't expect people to make arrangements to move those big booths and stuff. But I also have to think right now, you have to imagine if they said, we're definitely having it. A lot of publishers are just going to say no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing is not, to, not only publishers, but attendees oh sure, sure i mean but they care less about the attendees than they do the publishers obviously because if you don't have the publishers you don't have the attendees true yeah and that's the thing is that i don't know with i feel like even even if the government's like yeah it's safe go for it i think that people are going to be yeah. hesitant for the next five years yeah <laughs> probably yeah definitely so i mean i'd be ready to go in june Right. I'd be down. Yeah, I got the time scheduled. I guess we'll see. But um, who knows? Sure. Who knows? So other than being all hoodied up, how, how's it going? It's going. I work today, you know. Yeah. The grind. The grind. That's about it. I feel you. 
Ben? I mean, every day is the same for me, so. Yeah. Yeah. Today was a little different for me. I was, I was like, had a more relaxed weekday, which is not normal because uh-huh. I'm just doing a bunch of different stuff. But I don't know. Today was slightly more relaxing, which was nice. We didn't Good, have to man. do any video editing. Right. Yeah, that was a big thing today. Yeah. But, well, I did do a little bit. I got the Defining Duke Ultimate there you go. ready, but that barely took any time. But I've realized now that my week's, like, Wednesday night through Friday evening are just, like, complete chaos yeah. right now. So who knows? Yeah. But so I'm enjoying it while I'm pretty while much I at, like, Monday morning through Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Well, so it goes. It's nice to have, uh, like, it's a it's a shortened weekend from a traditional weekend. Um, and I mean, I'm still busy sometimes Saturday night, not all the time, but for a long time there, I wasn't having any days. So now I'm at least getting some days, even if it's less than I would prefer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. As I mentioned, this is the HP podcast and it comes to you from our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom, where you can sign up to get early access to this show and at the $3 level, you can get early access to HP After Dark. There's going to be a brand new episode where we are recording right after this, actually. So that'll be available this week soon. If you follow us on Twitter at Hands of Fam, you can find out about all that stuff. All that rock. All that. Yeah. OK, let's just get right into the news. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So as we talked about last week, we mentioned, hey, there's going to be a state of play that we're not going to cover. Uh, because it hasn't happened yet. Well, right. now here we are. A week later. <laughs> a week later. It ha- it has happened. And uh, I wrote state of play stuff. Nothing. Question mark. <laughs> because really, not that much really was announced. I mean, we got a lot of updates right, right. on stuff. They stuck. This is exactly what I thought. And I think you said last week, too. Um, they were going to stick to what they said they were going to do. They were going to provide updates on games they had previously discussed. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. There's There's been a lot of conversation now around these types of events, especially after the Nintendo Direct and the State of Play, and people were pretty disappointed with both of them. So just put out a press release. Yeah, well, something that, that Colin pointed out that I've been thinking about, and I think that we can expound upon here, because we didn't talk about it too too in-depth on Sacred Symbols, is that The way that Sony does these feel much more marketing. I mean, it's all marketing. Sure. Right. Everyone knows it's marketing. They're trying to sell you stuff. Right. But the way that Sony does it feels much more markety. Markety. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's like it's clear the games, some of these games they had deals with. And so they're promoting those. And yeah. Yeah. Well, not to derail from that, but part of me wonders like these states state of plays if they're they're talking about you know i get it some of these are marketing deals and some of them they're trying to push a game that maybe they're not seeing as high pre-orders for or just a game that they know people are going to be excited about like the final fantasy expansion and stuff like that right uh which we can talk about in brief at least but i'm also like i know that these don't take zero work but if you're just like telling people about all the stuff coming out the next couple months why not do those more frequently 
Right. I mean, maybe your viewership is lower per episode or per you know event because people don't expect something crazy. But I do feel like they the games they put in there they highlight quite nicely. Mm-hmm. So why not do them more frequently? Like I would, there were games on there that I saw that I was I knew about but wasn't necessarily interested in. And I'm like, huh, maybe I should give that a second look. Right. So I don't. Know, I just feel like it would be worthwhile. But I mean, maybe they know what they're doing. I. Never mind. We know that PlayStation doesn't know what they're doing with their marketing, but right, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, just to I don't know. Further the point, it's like you you have this event, you kick off with a trailer for something you announced two days ago on the PlayStation blog, which is the the Crash Bandicoot Four coming to PlayStation Five. Right. It's like we we know we know. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we're seeing it in action, which is little more involved but I, I understand to some extent because you have to imagine there is a gigantic subsection of the gaming industry that might be tuned into playstation's youtube channel but not to the blog or to twitter or whatever sure so like there is an audience there that they're capturing that they're not getting otherwise so i understand to some extent and crash probably made them a lot of money that's going to continue to make them a lot of money so sure promote it more yeah but i agree it's like why why did you announce this two days ago if you were just going to put it in the state of play? Right. Yeah, it's like that uh, weekly e- uh, meeting that you could have gotten in an email. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Ben, you did touch on probably the, the biggest piece of news, and that is Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, or Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade right. is the full title, is a PlayStation 5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's coming on June 10th, 2021. Exclusive, right? Yes. PS5 still exclusive. Exclusive? Yes. Nice. So there's still no word on any kind of Xbox or PC version. Maybe right. they lock this down for another year or something. Or maybe. I, yeah. I mean, it's possible, too, that maybe they could still announce that it's coming to Xbox also on June 10th, I guess. Sure. But who knows? Well, there is there is a lot of rumors about a potential Xbox event soon. So. Right. Yeah. So here are the details about that. Uh, it is going to be in 60 frames per second. I don't know if it's 4K, a native 4K, but anyway, it's going to look way better. And they they detailed in the trailer all the types of visual enhancements, which to me, the biggest enhancement is the 60 FPS. Right. For sure. The other stuff they showed, I'm like, that looks a little better. Right. I guess. The colors and the lighting and yeah. Right. No. So, go ahead. Maybe you were getting to this. So, yeah, uh, if you already own it, on PS4, on disc or digital, you will get the upgrade for free. Nice. Now, there is another big piece of new content coming to the game, and that is a Yuffie DLC chapter. And so Yuffie is a character from Final Fantasy VII that shows up right after the game ends, technically, in the original version. And this is going to be like what she was doing during that first part that we've never seen before. Nice. So that will be... Which is entirely fanfic, right? I mean, essentially. Basically. Yeah, it it, it wasn't canonical before. Right. So if you want that, you're going to have to pay for it. You'll get the upgrade for free, but if you want the DLC, that'll be sold separately. Uh, There's also going to be like a a boxed PS5 version for $70 that will include the Eufy DLC. What about the fishing DLC? (laughs) It's it's coming. (laughs) They can't resist. So the one last important bit of info, which this will tie into something else we can talk about in a minute, is 
The game is available on PlayStation Plus this month for free. But if you get it for free on PlayStation Plus, you will not be eligible for the PS5 upgrade. Damn. And there, I believe, are no details on like if it's a if you can pay to upgrade, right? Or if you're just got to buy the PS5 version. I or, mean, they had to have known this was going to happen, so you would think that they would come up with like a ten dollar upgrade or something. It's just such a specific. It's getting hairy then, where it's like, well, here's the ten dollar upgrade, but it's only for these the yeah. PS Plus members, and yeah. it's just odd. Yeah, it's I, weird. <sighs> Am I wrong? Is this dirty? Is this similar, but maybe less severe than the Control Ultimate Edition situation? Because Mm. it's like, okay, I get it. You still want to milk some more money out of this game. So you want to have... I I understand the rationale. You got to make up for Avengers somehow. You got to make up for (laughs) Avengers somehow. Yeah, really? But it's like, if you didn't want to let people... Here's my thought. This is actually counterintuitive is my thought. If I get the game for free, I'm, let's say I'm not that interested in it, but I get it for free. And I can't upgrade or I can't buy the DLC with the PS4 version. Is that right? You can't like the, the, is the DLC work for the PS4 version? That's a great point. On the no. P- on, OK. You can only get the Yuffie DLC on PS5. OK. So if I can't upgrade and I can't get the DLC, I might play the game and enjoy it for free. But I'm not going to be able to upgrade and then play the, ex- you know, so that you're not going to get any extra money out of me. Whereas if they install an upgraded possibility or whatever, then maybe they would. I don't know. It just seems backwards to me. Like you're actually incentivizing people to not buy the game by offering it as a separate add on. Hmm. If they yeah. give you the PS5 version, if they let you upgrade, even if you had the PS Plus game. And for free and you upgraded the ps5 for free if they then gave you the option after that to buy the dlc maybe they'd make some money but like i feel like more people are going to be more likely to oh i got this game for free i'm not going to spend the extra money on and maybe i'm totally wrong maybe it'll be the exact opposite people feel like they got it they got it for free why not buy some dlc yeah i don't know it just seems very wrong to and then on top of that it just kind of seems dirty that like hey we're going to give you this game for free but you can't do anything with it except for just play the base game yeah and I would rather they just say, like, we're not they're, they're not giving you the game for free. Nobody expected that. No. Yeah. I feel like what would maybe be a good compromise is if they said, hey, PS Plus users, you can't get the upgrade for free. But if you buy the Ufi DLC, we'll upgrade your game to the PS5 version. Right. Yeah. But that's expecting Sony to be able to pull that off in the engineering back end of the of the playstation store and i don't i just don't believe that i just feel like the timing was weird hey we're announcing this thing that should make you want to buy our game oh here it is for free but if you get it for free you can't then buy the dlc also but i feel like there is a little bit whenever you have something free for a whole month there is a surprising amount of idiots that have playstation plus and don't add things to their library you're talking about your dad yes (laughs) so like I mean, I was surprised you called him an idiot, but well, you know, what he did was idiotic. I don't know if he is an idiot. That's up for debate. um, (laughs) Sorry, Dad. Uh, No, just play. Uh, But I don't know. I feel like literally just getting it in more hands, and even if it's only free for a month, then they talk about it and they talk about it to their friends. I don't know, because then it's like, oh well, there is also something new, and my friend, my, my friend's playing this. You know, so I don't know. There's no doubt that PS Plus 
increase the sales eventually. Yeah. You know, one way or another. I mean, maybe not for some games, but by and large. Yeah. Kind of like Game Pass. Does. Right. So speaking of those PlayStation Plus games, we can get into that real quick. The new games are announced and available for download now. So make sure you go get those. Of course, one of them, as we mentioned, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. The other one PS4 is PS4 version only. PS4 some, version only. Some terms and conditions apply. That's right. Yeah, really? The other one, the, the PlayStation 5 game is an Annapurna game called Maquette. Yep. Right? Did I say it right? Correct. Seems like it. Yeah. I mean, that's... You said it correctly according to how I know. Okay. So that's available. That's like a first-person puzzle game. Yeah. Brandon, you really enjoyed it when you previewed it at PAX yeah, yeah. Last, about a year ago now? Yeah. It, generally, it, it just is a puzzle game that deals a lot with perspective. That's actually... That sounds like a another game that Super I played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know that it's... I think I know what game you're talking about because I think I've seen GIFs of it. But yeah, it is holy perspective from what i've been playing so right. far so cool i have it downloaded i just downloaded it right before you guys got yeah. here and i was gonna check it out plus it's got like the annapurna like seal of beautifulness sure <laughs> so, so to speak it's just like very unique looking um almost like a painting in a lot of ways uh, very cool i feel like we've mentioned this on the show but i think it's important to reiterate that like as far as smaller independent games i feel like both Devolver Digital and Annapurna have done a good job of like having highly curated yes. that if you see one of their games, you can guarantee that it's at least going to be good. Yeah. They're putting their money in the right places. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then the other, the other one is Remnant from the Ashes on PlayStation 4. And also for PlayStation VR, you can get Farpoint, which is the, the packing game they included with the aim controller. Yeah, that's funny because I do not have Farpoint, but I have the aim controller hmm. because I was buying a switch grip from this guy and he wanted 50 bucks for it. Or not a switch grip, a, a switch pro controller. And I was buying it and he was like 50 bucks. This is when they were brand new, 80 bucks. And I was like, okay, 50, that seems like a good deal. He's like, for 70, I'll throw in the 24 DVD, uh, Blu-ray, uh, James Bond collection and this uh, this aim controller and this and this. And I was like, OK, yeah, so I have the aim controller and I've never used it because I didn't have a game. It was so now I'm like, OK, well. did you use it when you played? Um, what was that tactical oh. game? Oh, uh, uh, Bravo team. Yeah, Bravo. Team. No, the other one. The other one that was actually way better than Bravo. Team. Yes. Bravo. Team Farpoint? Was garbage. No, no. Farpoint. What is it called? It's something with an F. Fire team. Fire team. Yeah. I used it with fire, fire team. Fire team right. Bravo. I did. Yeah. Anyway. Something like that. But yeah. So that's available. I think you can play that with the moves if you want. You don't need the aim controller. But doesn't that game kind of suck? It's like really early PSVR. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's one of the first. I, I remember trying it at your place before, and even then I was kind of just like Super Hot's even way cooler than this. Oh yeah. I was I just, like, you know what I mean? Like I don't oh, know. Isn't super hot? Oh, no. that's a Game Pass. Never yeah, mind. it's Game Pass. Yeah, the aim controller, I feel like they never really made a killer app right. for it. I think it was supposed to be Fireteam or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that what it's called? I don't know if that's it. I have to look it up. This is going to bother me. But yeah, none of those, uh, none of those really seem to... 
Firewall. Firewall. Firewall zero hour. Zero hour. That's what it is. That's it. Yeah, none of them really, I feel like, made super good use of that controller. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just a paperweight that I bought for $70. Dude, it's a fucking, it's a relic lost to time. Never, Never quite utilized. No. We do have some pretty interesting stuff. And Brandon, I think some of this will excite you. We got a Pokemon Direct as well, which turned out to be the the best Direct of them all. Surprise. I was seeing some buzz buzz. What's the buzz on Twitter about this thing? So Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes are coming. So the original Diamond and Pearl came out in 2006 and this was a moment for me when they announced the remakes. I'm like, those games didn't come out that those those right. aren't, aren't that that old. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, those came out when I was years. in sixth grade. They kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the remakes are called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They're coming late 2021. So this year. And overall, they are supposed to be very faithful remakes. They have more of a, a chibi style to them, which is actually pretty close to the original pixel art graphics and so this isn't actually game freak that are developing this this is the pokemon home developer which pokemon home is i believe an app that i don't know much about on on iphones yeah uh ilica is the name of the developer but they have game freak staff like leading the project yeah so brandon i don't know did you play diamond and pearl at all it's actually one that i have not played Mm. um i played most of them but yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to check it out. Um, Sword and Shield didn't really like stick with me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, maybe I need to probably because it, it wasn't very good. Yeah, may, maybe I need to give it another run. Maybe it just didn't resonate with me at that time. I don't know, but I'd definitely be willing to go back. Um, I'm just ready for them to remake, like fully remake Red <laughs> already. Yeah. But like, this might be close enough for now. You know what I mean? Technically, so. I mean, to be fair to them, they they remade it with Fire Red on uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And then they remade, right. they sort of remade it again with uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. It just wasn't it's still, really what we wanted. Yeah, exactly. So I did play uh, Pokemon Diamond when it came out, and it really actually was the last Pokemon game that I really, really enjoyed. Nice. Now it's I haven't played all of them. Right. I played that, and then I played Soul Silver that remake, which yeah. was fucking awesome. I played the original. I didn't really play the remake. Dude, the remake, the the DS remake for Soul Silver, which is also very rare and hard to get now. Damn. Is uh, was very good, but that was on DS. DS. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for this. Actually, I'm definitely gonna buy it for sure when it comes out yeah yeah no i'd i'd be interested to dip back in i feel like in some ways whenever pokemon is just a little bit more simple sometimes it's more fun yeah Mm, yeah. i don't know not that i don't like everything they've added with the megas and you know the x or z evolutions whatever but there's something so perfectly simple about the old games that i hope they kind of recapture that a little bit i feel like things for pokemon for me at least started to go a little sideways with X and Y. Yes. When they yeah. change the, you know, the perspective on things. It just, 
that seemed to be the last one I was really interested in, and I wasn't even that interested in that one. It was just yeah. like I was still interested in Pokemon, so I played it. Uh, obviously, they picked up a lot of steam with Pokemon Go. Obviously, a very different type of game, but now, right. like, my brother-in-law plays it still pretty religiously, and he's like, yeah, I did this and did that and caught the thing and did the shiny, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty what? fucking complex now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Pokemon... I was so excited for X and Y. Yeah. I bought them day one and then never finished it. And it was pretty, felt like it was pretty lackluster. Yeah. A lot of people like Sun and Moon, though. Yes. I never played either yeah. one. I actually got to the end of X and Y, but never finished it. Oh. That was the furthest new iteration that I pushed through. Yeah. Um, I got, I bought X. I don't remember if I bought it for full price. And then somehow I ended up getting Y for free and like literally never touched it. Yeah. yeah. It's the same game. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, a remake coming later this year. Pretty exciting, if you ask me. But what the real buzz was about was this new, brand new Pokemon game that they're slating for early 2022 called Pokemon Legends. Is it Arceus? I can't remember. I watched the stream and they said it and I've already forgotten. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds right. But Pokemon Legends, we'll just call it Arceus. Uh, the trailer shows that you can, there are three, shows the three starters, but what's interesting is that they're each from a different region and generation. Damn. So there is, um, <laughs> I wrote it down in here and it must have auto-corrected to toilet. <laughs> this says toilet, Cyndaquil, and Oshwat. So I don't remember what the one, oh, Owlet. That's it. Owlet got okay. corrected to toilet on my iPad. Dude, Owlet's lit, man. Dude, I like Owlet. Yeah. But I'm a Cyndaquil man. Yeah. That's nostalgic there. What was the what what was the water Pokemon? What was it? Oshawott? I don't know what that what that who that man <laughs> that is. That sounds very problematic. <laughs> Oshawott. <laughs> Oshawott? I, Osha violation? I, I just don't It's all the same. I don't know. But anyway, the the key about this is that they're they're doing a Pokemon prequel, basically. This takes place in a more feudal Japan. And the big takeaway from what we've seen from the trailer is that it is clearly very Breath of the Wild inspired. This fucker. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, you got him here on this your fucker phone. right here. All right. Fair enough. So you can see in the trailer, it's like big open world. It's got like luscious grass. They did like the exact same shots from breath of the wild that's like the zoom in on the game yeah, and stuff yeah. hey it works dude i mean yeah because it, it got everyone excited it because works. everyone's been wanting a pokemon game like this do you remember that render someone did like 10 years ago and they were like i wish pokemon was like this and it was like they made it in blender or something it was like a charizard walking around an open yeah. field like that yeah it's finally going to happen yeah all this time later so it did show a little bit like the little bits of gameplay. We saw a little bit of a battle, which looked pretty standard other than it was, you know, 3D, which is what they did in Pokemon it, Short Sword and Shield. Yeah. But it showed the main character going around and just like throwing Pokeballs at wild Pokemon. Yeah. Which initially you're like, oh, that seems cool. But then isn't a big gameplay mechanic. I'm, I'm saying isn't, but I'm like, actually, catching. actually, yeah. isn't, shouldn't you be like fighting it yeah, and then whittling right. it exactly. down its health and then capturing it? Yeah, but that's like huge. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Dude, I fucking saw rolling too. 
I saw the character rolling in a gif. Oh. Bloodborne. Am I just tripping? I don't recall that, but you might be right. I swear somebody's saying like, oh my God, we're going to have to punch the shit out of these Pokemon. It's going to be a boss. We're going to be rolling around like in Dark Souls. Um, no, man, I'm all about it. I mean, honestly, I think that Pokemon has such a good brand and it is probably stronger now than it has ever been ever, oh, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see a variety of gameplay, even if that meant sacrificing some of the things that I did enjoy about Pokemon. If it meant it could like advance the brand in a different way and maybe a better way, I'd be about it. So I'm not even scared. Really interesting. You say that about it being bigger than ever. And I just like briefly started to think about it and you're right. The numbers say that too, but you have to figure back in the day in the nineties, they had the kids, right? And now they got the kids, but all the kids that they had before are us. And they still have, and they still have. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And so, now that we have money of our own now. Where's the gritty reboot? That's, that's right. what I want. Dude, dude imagine Detective that shit. Pikachu. <laughs> You're fucking kind right, of. dude. Ryan Reynolds. Dude. <laughs> Not quite gritty enough. We need to see more Pokemon murder. Yeah, true. Damn. Not people mo- murdering Pokemon. Pokemon murdering each other. Dude, Geodude just needs to rip someone's fucking head off. <laughs> dude, there is... Um, a champ. In Pokemon lore, they talk about the great Pokemon war. Yeah. That we've never seen before, so... I would love to see that. Yeah. Here's the thing for me. That I was thinking before Diamond and Pearl came out, the the, the DS could do 3D on a handheld. Yeah. Everyone was like, wow, will this Pokemon game be in 3D? Diamond and Pearl come out. Nope. St- kind of 3D elements, but still very much 2D. It's like, okay, we'll wait. Pokemon X and Y, the first full 3D mainline Pokemon game. Not really any different just 3d models and more of the same so we wait again mm-hmm. pokemon sword and shield sun and moon first well sun and moon but we it, we expected more same, of the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah from true, the, true. Th- the the 3ds at true, that point true but i guess they did they did the remakes of with uh pokemon hey you hey not hey you that's the 64 <laughs> game yeah uh let's go pikachu it's like, okay, this isn't really want. Don't worry. Sword and Shield, the next Pokemon game, that's going to be it. Sword and Shield come out. It ain't it. They <laughs> added some stuff, but the wrong stuff, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Just like the open safari areas are really cool and stuff, but. What did, what was that called? Um, they had a specific term for I that open world area. I, I seriously hardly played that one. Yeah. I own it. So I just, I'm tired of waiting and now, even though it is, it is apparently right in front of me, I'm like, I don't, I do not believe you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the, the gif of, just been burnt of what's his face uh, of the guy of Anchorman. He's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Ben, can, can Game Freak potentially win you over with this idea or this mm-hmm. concept? It's not like they've lost me. They never had me to begin with. <laughs> they did have me. <laughs> it's just... I've played less Pokemon in the last few years, mostly because I'm not as interested in the concept. Less, not not necessarily because I'm not interested in the game itself, if you understand what I mean. Like, I'm less interested in Pokemon as a brand now. Sure. Even though I still like it. It's still Pokemon, you know. But I don't know. There's something very familiar or very comforting about the familiarness and every step they get further away from that, I'm with Brandon and that I want to see them advance it, but also the less 
that it that it's the same, the less I like it because I want that thing I remember and I recognize. So I think for me, Pokemon's almost entirely nostalgia. It's not necessarily that I want new things with it. Yeah. I want it to make me feel the same. Yeah. And with that said, I don't really know that I'm that I want gimmicks. You yeah. know, like I so it's just gotta be good. Yeah. That's all. I realized that I just said that I wanted Pokemon to be more simple and more complex within like minutes of each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I meant like if you're going to keep true to the original format and like go too far away, there's like a, a fine line there, but I wouldn't even mind seeing them go like a different direction, which is I think what they tried to do with let's go Pikachu and Eevee, but it just wasn't the right direction. Right. I don't think. Right. And I, th- I think they were, I mean, I think they were upfront about it. They were trying to capitalize on the Pokemon Go right, market. No. Yeah, exactly. But I'd just like to see more, I guess. Yeah. That's the thing is that a lot of people were losing their mind over this footage. And if you really watch it, it's the game's still early, clearly. Right. It's it's not coming out until early next year. But I'm like, is there really anything that impressive about this trailer? Other than just the idea, which that is what a trailer sells you. It sells you the idea of a game. Yeah. Pokemon has never been, (laughs) I mean, it is impressive, but it's not like cutting edge. So I feel like it's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess to summarize for me, it's that I want to be excited. I just, my cold, dead (laughs) Pokemon heart. It's hard to be. Refuses (laughs) to let me until I'd love to be wrong. Let it beat. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I think I agree. So we shall see. I'm sure we'll see more updates on this throughout the year. If it really is early 2021, I'm thinking maybe another direct. Yeah, you know, oh, they'll, they'll do another Pokemon direct for sure. Yeah, though, I don't know, because you have to assume that a lot of their marketing lead up is going to they're going to be all in on the diamond and pearl remake yeah for a while one where does this put breath of the wild too because hmm. bro they're gonna do a obviously snap it's not, it's not coming out this year i need to i want to learn more about pokemon and how they operate as a business because right. i know that so all of the business dealings of pokemon is through the pokemon company right but the pokemon company is owned by multiple entities like right. Nintendo owns a huge portion of it, which is why Pokemon games are exclusive to Nintendo. And I believe Wizards of the Coast owns part of the Pokemon company as well because they do the cards. And so. And I think Game Freak also owns part of the Pokemon company. So there's like it's like a conglomerate. How how long has Wizards, Wizards of the Coast done their cards? It couldn't have been since the beginning. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Huh. Damn, that's crazy. I mean, I believe you. I just didn't know that. They are like sitting in beds of money right now. All I'm thinking is that there was a point where I thought Wizards of the Coast was in jeopardy of going out of business. And I don't know how that's ever going to be possible. Yeah, not no Pokemon. Not no Mo. Right. Let's just let's just do some live uh, on the air research here. Though okay, I was This is investigative journalism. Investigative journalism. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks to uh to Wikipedia. Um, I'm trying to find where it says here about uh, the trading card game. 
Okay, this this was a horrible experiment it's, because I cannot research fast it's enough. It's so fucking crazy. Like, I'm assuming people still probably play Pokemon. Yeah. Like the card game. Dude, more than ever now. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon like, cards are huge. Once you get to be a McDonald's toy, you but know like, you're at the apex. Are they playing it, though? Because I feel people. like collecting it. Collecting it has always been more popular than playing it, in my opinion. My experience. You're probably yeah. right. but And really, I don't know of many trading card games that isn't the case with. Yeah. I mean, you have your hardcore magic people That's fair. who are playing the game and collecting them, but there's so many people who just don't play, yeah. who just, just collect. So Pokemon cards started in 1999. Yeah. The year 1999. So uh, the first game, I mean, okay, the first season of the show started in 1997, and the first game came out in Japan in 1996. Right. So they're basically... I mean, they they were there for Gen 1. Right. Yeah. But my question now more is about the Pokemon company, which I'm trying to see who it says owns it. Three businesses, Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. Creatures? Cre- Creatures, Inc. Oh, this is where it gets so confusing. Okay, we'll have, to, we'll have to come back to this another time. But anyway, Pokemon, big biz. Brandon, you said they must be rolling in money. They are. It's the most valuable intellectual property in the world. Seriously, like... As far as um, money, like how much yeah. money they make, yeah. right? No, dude, and like, even think about how even deeper it goes, right? So there's like, Pokemon blew up for Pokemon Go. And now in 2020, 2021... Pokemon is blowing up everywhere else on Twitch, on YouTube. And then they cut a fucking deal with one of the biggest fast food chains in the, maybe the biggest fast food chain in the world. This McDonald's. Isn't, this isn't the first time they've had. It's still toys. crazy. It's still crazy, dude, dude. They're blowing up. Do you guys they have they got Post Malone? I know it's Think crazy. about sex on a Pokemon stream. And Katy Perry. Fuck Katy Perry. Well, do you guys remember the initial Pokemon toys at Burger King? I don't. Yeah. Because. They came in a Pokeball and they were like these spinner toys. But anyway, I believe a three-year-old popped one of those Pokeballs on his face and died. Oh, my God. And there was this huge controversy to the point where they were recalling the ball. And if you brought the ball, just the the Pokeball that the toy came in to Burger King, they'd give you free French fries. Damn. All those Pokeballs got to be somewhere. Somewhere in the ground, (laughs) them. a landfill. Do you guys remember the gold plated Pokemon like stuff things you could buy? The like gold plated cards. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, yes. I had some. The cards they have at McDonald's right now, it's like they're running out everywhere and they're not even valuable. Well, dude, that's because people people go in. I mean, I see it on Reddit. People just go in and buy a hundred boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's even signs up at our local one. I mean, assumedly, there's collectors and avid fans everywhere across the world in every city. But, like, it even reached here, you know? My brother-in-law had his two kids and my two kids in the car and wanted to buy each of them a Happy Meal. And then he was like, I want some Pokemon cards for myself. So he he asked to buy five Happy Meals and then whatever he and my sister wanted. And they were like, you can only get two. He's like why they're like scalpers and he's like i'm not gonna sc-. like the kids are in the car with me you can right. look at them they're like we can't he's like can you do tr- two separate transactions they're like you'll have to get out of line and back in so he did god but damn it was like 
I understand, you know, I, I actually appreciate that they want to prevent right. scalpers and people hoarding them and stuff. But like, literally, there's children in the back seat <laughs> screaming for Pokemon. I know. <laughs> Damn. That's so funny. I remember. Do you guys remember when um, they did the Beanie Baby promotion? Oh, yeah. For yeah. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. I remember being at our old Walmart. Damn. So the old location. Yeah. yeah. And by like sitting there eating food at Walmart, the McDonald's Walmart and seeing a lady who had like just a giant bag of hamburgers and a giant bag of Beanie Baby toys. Because <laughs> I'm guessing that they're like, well, you got to buy the Happy Meal. You can't right. just buy yeah. the toys. So yeah. they, she's just like, just give me all the burgers and then <laughs> go home, freeze them or whatever or right, something. Bro. Dude, you were down bad if you were freezing McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> you were down bad, dude. I mean, what are you supposed to do with them? I know. Right. Give, give, give them out to people one, at, at Walmart? That'd know. probably be actually One time when cool. I was fishing, I threw, I had an extra hamburger and I threw it in the lake. It's kind of fun. Oh. Might feed the ducks. Yeah. I mean, why not? They love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Enough Pokemon. Big news dropped earlier today, and that is Mediatonic. The developers of Fall Guys and also Had a Boyfriend, if you may remember, the bird dating simulator, uh -huh. has been purchased by Epic Games. In the Epic Games blog, it basically says we're thrilled to have Mediatonic joining the Epic Games family. For Fall Guys fans, your gameplay isn't changing. Epic will continue to invest in making the game a great experience for players across all platforms. Your favorite color colorful beans will still stumble through the chaos on PC, PlayStation, and soon Nintendo Switch and Xbox. How do you guys feel about this? That's cool. I mean, I'm happy for them. I want to know how much. That's what I really want to know. That's a great question. They probably won't release. Do you think they won't release it? It'll come out in earnings calls and stuff. I want to know. Yeah. I got to know. I think the the first move they make, though, because in the Mediatonic there's a separate blog. They did a little like FAQ and the first one says free to play. It says nothing to announce right now. Right. If that's not a red herring. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, why even yeah, mention they, it? They right. literally just maybe because it. all of, all of, uh, <laughs> I almost said all of Fortnite's, all of Epic's other games are pretty much free to play. True. Like rocket league. Now rocket league and Fortnite. smell. The deal smells a lot like the rocket league deal. Yeah. Which is interesting just because you have, well, Psionics made a few different, ver uh, they made super buttfuck <laughs> battle cars or whatever, whatever it's I called. I would play the hell out of that. What, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like no. a stupid ass name. Yeah, whatever the. Whatever it was Rocket League version. before Rocket yeah. League. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. super acrobatic battle car something. Okay. It's an awful name. Yeah. I think my name was better though. I, yes. I agree. So it's something kind of like that, but. Ben, I wanted to point throw this to you because I just don't know. Devolver Digital published this game. Yep. And now seemingly Epic owns it. But Devolver doesn't. The way they do publishing is a little different, right? Devolver does not retain the IP of any of the games they publish specifically for this reason. Because what the I mean, Devolver, they want to make money, right? Everybody who's in business wants to make money to some extent. But they really, I think, do have a legitimate passion for seeing publishers and games succeed. And so the fact that they published this game and now it's being purchased and it's been a huge success and everything, 
can only make them, I would assume, I think is probably making them very happy because a game that they invested in, that they sunk money into, is being purchased. And then from a business perspective, I don't know the situation. I do have some business dealings or have had some business dealings with Devolver in the past. So just to put that out there as a... But I don't have any knowledge of this at all, so this is all speculation. Um, when you publish a game, you typically retain some rights to sales. So I would have to imagine they at least got thrown a little bit of a bone on this deal. Or maybe they have a future operational... You know, they'll get 1% of whatever. Or some, who knows what it actually is. But... Or maybe they have a deal where they recoup their investment and then it all goes back to the publisher or to the developer. I don't know, but I would imagine that even if they don't, uh, even if they don't get to make any more money off this game after it goes to Epic, it can only be good for them as a, Hey, look, we published this game that Epic just bought right. for probably like $11 million. <laughs> oh, I think more than that, dude. Yeah. I was going to say, because, because they're not only going to bank on current sales of that game, but also on, future games that well, they dude, make you it's, know it's also not released on two major platforms right and i think i saw something like 11 million copies as of the last month of last year and that's not released on two of the biggest platforms that's crazy and that's not including mtx or anything else it's crazy yeah that, that's big numbers yeah big numbers epic must really see something in fall guys which the, the success is undeniable of sure. course uh, I would venture to say they see as much or more in Mediatonic. True. Because they didn't just buy Falk. They could have just bought the IP. Right. Yeah. They bought that's the true. developer. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the thing to me that I was thinking that to be, I mean, I, I say this in the nicest way possible, but they're kind of a one hit wonder right so now. So far. So yeah. far. Yeah. Because How to a Boyfriend, as, as charming as it is, didn't light the world on fire. Right. So... But again, it's one of those things that... And the other thing I was thinking... Sorry, this is the original thought I had. Is Fall Guys maintaining momentum? Obviously, it's not as big as it once was. Right. But... I think this is the same thing as the Fortnite syndrome, right? From all accounts... I, you know, I haven't actually sat down and looked at the books or anything. But from all accounts, Fortnite is still raking it in cash. And everybody's like, dead game, doesn't matter. But... Just because it's not on CNN anymore, just because the you know the biggest streamers in the world aren't raking in three hundred thousand viewers with it right now, doesn't mean it's not still an immensely profitable game. Right. So I would yeah. imagine that's the same thing with Fall Guys. And I mean, they're still pumping out updates, and they're still well, dude. And again, like Brandon said, not even released on Switch or Xbox. Right. And you gotta assume that they're gonna do crossplay. So that'll just like homogenize them even more, man. Like it'll just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Coming to, coming to iPhone, maybe? It could. I could see it. It could I, easily. I it. Yeah. Pro oh, Epic. Because Epic and <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> true. Coming to, it was true. a joke. Guys. Coming to joke. Blackberry. But it could run on an iPhone. It, it, it definitely could. If Genshin it back, it could run on a fucking iPhone, dude. All right. Well, congrats to Mediatonic. They were already millionaires, and now they are many more yeah. millionaires. And correction, multi-billionaire. I don't know what they are now, but they're a pretty small team, and I've met many of them, just informally. Not not like you know. I don't know them. I just have sure. met them. They were all super chill, very nice. So like that makes me happy when yeah. Like it's one thing when a dev that you kind of hate 
even if they make a good game gets picked up, you're like, yeah, they suck, but you know, cool. But these people, it's like, they seem like genuinely nice people. So that's right. just really cool too. Yeah. Good for them. Okay. We can talk about this a little bit. I don't know how much there really is to say, but I want to, I want to get a vibe check with you guys. An internal trailer for Elden Ring leaked yesterday. Uh, and here's what we know about it. I've not seen it. I saw the first like five seconds and the, tr- the, the quality was like ass. Where'd they rip this off of a flip phone? Dude, it had to have been or something like it looked like it was filmed. Someone in, a, in the last stand discord was like they filmed it with an LG chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. I also did not watch this. Damn, just dude. But apparently it's was an old trailer that was meant for internal use only. We've known from software as I mean, a lot of teams have internal trailers right. that are meant to for various reasons, either to show to um, executives or marketing people to just get an idea of what's happening and stuff like that. Right. One of these trailers did leak for Bloodborne back when it was called Project Beast. And um, despite this trailer leaking, there are still rumors that we're going to get a full reveal this month with a brand new trailer. Interesting. So. How does that make you feel, Dustin? How does it make me feel? Dude, I don't. Erect. I mean, yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I am so <laughs> incredibly erect. excited to see Elden Ring because yeah. from software at this point, you know, they did Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 2 was a bit of a misstep with other directors and then they went and fixed it with Dark Souls. Dark Souls 3 was kind of a course correction and Bloodborne was kind of this new experiment in that style. But then Sekiro comes and it's really a, a total reinvention. Right. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but just because you have a lot of these like few core tenets, like you have uh, uh, what's idols instead of bonfires, you know, you have right. a lot of these souls elements. It's. Basically, it's like a completely different experience. The combat is so different. And so Elden Ring gets me excited because I think that Miyazaki as a director is does not want to keep doing the same things. And so I'm excited by the idea of this game. I do find that the the conversation around this game is getting weird uh-huh. because you have weird hype behind it, which I get because people love from software, myself included. But. There's also people that are like, is this game even real? Is this game going to get canceled? Why haven't they shown anything? I'm like, dude. They're developing it. Sekiro came (laughs) out in 2019. Right. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, really. And sure, they they revealed this game in 2019. But that all, I mean. They usually keep these games pretty close. Two years ago. Yeah. Right. We're not talking about The Last Guardian here. No Final Fantasy 15. Right. right. Historically, don't they keep these games a little bit close to their chest? Everybody keeps games close I to their know, chest. It's I only know, been a I recent know, thing know, that we've know, started seeing games announce. In seven years, we're going right. to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's not that abnormal. Right. And I think that whenever you start, it's very dangerous. Whenever you start a hype train this early, because it builds so much momentum that I'm just worried that people on the internet are going to be bitching and crying no matter what they are. Well, 
a lot of insiders has have said that this game has been internally delayed multiple times. Well, sure. Now, which there's probably a lot of reasons behind that. Yeah. They're easy to speculate. And that's why it's internal. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we have a new generation of consoles. Maybe they thought the game was going to be ready before next gen. Turns out they had to push it. Well, once you push it, do you still release on a PS4 yeah. and Xbox one or do you push it to next gen? They just didn't want to pull a CD project red. So also, I mean, there's that <laughs> yeah. dude. That's a legitimate thing. Yeah. You have to imagine that every major publisher and developer saw what happened to cyberpunk yes. and said that cannot happen to us. Well, and we've had games that were broken before, right? And they didn't get nearly the amount of ire that cyberpunk got. Don't get me wrong. Cyberpunk was pretty stinking bad. Still is. But You've had other games that were pretty stinking broken. Oh, yeah, definitely. And didn't get that amount of, but because of the hype level. And Elden Ring, you got to figure they're looking at it and like, okay, um, this game has to be perfect. Got to get that right. Yeah. Dude, that and probably because of the style of game. I mean, if it's like, if it's anything like any other from game, it has to be precision. Perfect, you know? Sure. So. And dude, you have to imagine also that part of their internal conversation was like, okay, Sony just put out a remake of our game that looks better than any game visually that we've ever put out. Right. So what, like can Elden Ring come out and not look as good as that game? And I'm sure they were like, no. (laughs) So, and then, you know, fucking pandemic. Yeah. May also delay development somewhat. So either way, I'm excited. Even my hope for it is that it is different than anything they've ever done. And even if I don't like it because it's different, I will respect it. Sure. So. Unless it's trash. Unless it's trash. I'm going <laughs> to hate it. Yeah. You'll and, hate it more than any other game. Burn Dark Souls 2 remake. Dark, oh, announced. no. <laughs> Dude, remake Dark Souls 2. That'd be great. Make from, it good. From the ground up. The exact same, just different graphics. Whoa. Just for you, Duddy. No. No, <laughs> no more it, no. no more being ganked by 12 enemies at <laughs> no. once. <laughs> okay. Two quickies. Wow, this show's got a wow. We're at fifty-two minutes. The Damn, show, this son. show got away from me. I'm like, we have no news. How are we going to make this whole show go? We can Thank talk about Pokemon for days. Again. True. According to a Bloomberg report, Sony will open the PlayStation Five storage upgrade slot this summer. Okay, cool. About I, time. I already cannot fit games on my hard drive. I haven't had any problems, but I also have not been playing my PlayStation as much as my PC. Because of the way they fucked me with Warzone. I can't have Warzone and Cold War on at the same time. I literally, like, unless I delete almost everything. Well, isn't that a thing? There was just a news report that now on PS4, 500 gigabyte PS4s cannot hold Warzone and Cold War. Yep. Wow. It's big, man. I'm serious. I don't have a ton of games installed on my shit. And I've even deleted some stuff. Like, I was going to keep Astro because it's fun. And if someone comes over and I want to demo the shit fine right sure. but i even had i was even like man i guess i don't need it because i'm trying to fucking download warzone man right give me a smaller file and you have to re-download see for me on pc i'm able to just download warzone even though i have modern uh, modern warfare yeah you can't do that right that's part of the problem yes yeah. well, still Brent, you'll be able to still. buy an nvme drive it'll cost around probably 200 dollars oh, for a terabyte and Perfect. then you, you, for $200, you can solve this problem. Oh, thank God. Now I can pay $200 to get my Warzone. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
look forward to that. Uh, last quickie, Cyberpunk, the patch, the 1.2 patch uh, that they were planning on releasing uh, has been delayed. And their reason is because of the, you know, ran the cyber attack that they had. I think it was a very legitimate reason. I saw a lot of people speculating as they do online. What else ever come out came out of that? I mean, obviously, they're saying that, like, OK, it affected the company enough that they needed to delay an update. And, it, and they're at a very crucial time right now right. with that game. So obviously it has to be something substantial. Well, so with the attack, they went and deleted everything on their server. Oh, my God. But they have backups. Well, yeah. So either way, the so restoration of that still, isn't something that happens quickly. Yeah. And so with all their employees working remote, yeah, it's a complete right. shutdown of development. A fucking nightmare, man. God. And I mean, last time I checked, the Gwent source code was leaked from their from this attack. Oh, it was. Oh, my yeah. God. So I don't know if we'll see more or who knows, maybe they caught him or something. I don't know. They haven't said anything. They probably can't until. Until they're in fucking jail. Right. Or something. I don't know. But that's all I got. Huh. That's it, huh? That's it. Damn. It's even the quickies. That's even the quickies. God damn. So, um, any any games you guys wanted to talk about briefly or anything like that? Or? I'm just gonna spout about. I mean, if I do, I'm just gonna spout about Sea of Thieves some more. So I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. spare everyone. Yeah, I'll shoehorn in the new Call of Duty update. It's pretty good. Cool. Ooh, I'm really enjoying update. it. The zombies are a ton of fun. I'm glad to see life being brought back into this game. A couple quality of life things have changed, and I'm really enjoying the way this game is shaping up. Yeah, I won't give it a pass for being not so great at launch. Right. But the skins are good. The UI is being updated. Um, there's some cinematic stuff happening with the menu system. I don't know. Just little things that they continue to improve on. Um, next week's update might fuck it up, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I, I really have anything to add as far as... Yeah games have been playing oh yeah here here's what i want to plug if you're on twitch you should follow ben and i both on our twitch channels yeah, definitely follow ben his username is ben is handsome you follow me dustin can fly follow us both because we both stream quite a lot there okay. it is and you can check out ben playing sea of thieves you or can check out me playing dank souls lately dank Hell souls yeah. three right now so yeah i guess that's it for the hp podcast Damn. We don't have, anything, we have nothing left to say. We got to save a little bit of the banter for the After Dark show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A favorite Canadian's coming back. That's right. The man who brought you the concept behind displacement. Very important concept. So you'll find out, you know, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. And then you'll, you'll be hooked forever. That's right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the HP podcast. We really appreciate it. I already mentioned our Patreon. So if you'd like to be a part of our community, you can join us at handsomefandom.com slash discord and hang out there. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. The HP podcast is fan funded through patreon.com slash handsomefandom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jared, Felix Tease, Ali C83, Josh Cummings, Adam Thum, Stewie 108, Charles Pedersen, Toby Ryland, Matthew Major, Straw Hat Ninja, Josh DeBerry, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>